Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net, representing with the TJR Wrestling t-shirt. You can pick them up, I believe, on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can find them on the website, TJRWrestling.net. Here, once again, with my good friend, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, my good friend, C. King Joe, Joe Rodermill. Just straight repping. <laughs> Hot Rod's back. I'm this not is, here, just straight repping. This is our go-home show for Extreme Rules. Go home, Eric. <laughs> you don't have to stay here. <laughs> Eric can stay as long as he likes. Our, our, our other co-host sat in for our throwback madness. He's going to hang out for a little bit with us here tonight. The best thing this show's got. <laughs> for anyone who has not been watching from the beginning, our Cena swear jar, a dollar gets thrown in there every time the word... Technically, can we say Cena again, or is that like... No, we can say that. Yeah, more dollars. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, the, the Cena swear jar, I guess, is officially over. The Cena name is lifted. Yes. <laughs> the Cena swear jar was for the intense purpose of any time the name John Cena was said, the person who said it threw a dollar into the jar... And when we got up enough money, it was going towards Eric buying a John Cena spinner belt. John he Cena. is on the verge of finally acquiring the John Cena spinner belt. Cena. Now, what if we contribute a dollar so for every episode of Raw or SmackDown that Sasha Banks doesn't get a proper We'd be broke. Line? I would have enough money for the Women's Championship at well, this point. The up, up, down, down kind of a storyline? <laughs> we put a dollar every every show we do until she gets a proper story. It doesn't count because that was a commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> commercial for Pizza Hut. John Cena. So next week, I'm assuming the Cena swear jar will be something different. So I don't know what it's going to be yet. I guess we'll have to discuss that amongst ourselves. Stay tuned. And what the prize will be at the end of it. The Ronnie Mullet Fund. <laughs> <laughs> On a show soon, we will have the Cena spinner belt displayed prominently behind us. So, Extreme Rules coming up this Sunday... I find Extreme Rules to be an odd show to have in the PG era because you can't bleed, you can't hit anybody over the head with stuff. <sighs> it's kind of not quite Extreme Rules, I well, guess. Well, you can have straight jackets. You can have straight jackets. You can so. have a match in an asylum, which we'll get to. Oh. I also don't like the three-week build. I like three-week builds because they have to actually make things make sense. See, I just think that there's, I don't know, there wasn't enough time for some stuff, I feel like. I think everything got built perfectly. Well, um, well, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you liked it more well, than I did. Yeah, well, the thing is, <laughs> with, with the build, Touché. a lot a lot of these matches are rematches, so the build's already been there for prior. So you're saying part. that stuff did not need to be built? It had to be built much because a lot of these matches are rematches, rematches yeah, from from payback. payback. See, I like the transition from WrestleMania to Payback a lot more than I've liked the transition from Payback to Extreme Rules. <laughs> but I am looking forward to Extreme Rules. Main event, AJ Styles challenging once again for the World Heavyweight Championship against Roman Reigns. I'm looking forward to that. Should be a solid match. Yes, Raw opened with AJ Styles cutting a promo, which you don't see too often. With the club. Yeah, the Roman Reigns comes out and interrupts. I did like Roman telling AJ, because AJ made the point, that I don't need help. I've won championships everywhere I've gone. Roman comes out and says, whatever he did didn't matter. This is the championship. So everything he did before now doesn't really matter. And you're not going to win this for me. How did you feel about the opening segment, AJ and Roman, going toe-to-toe on the microphone? I liked it. I mean, I, I'm starting to feel a little more. I, I remember last time we talked about this before the last pay-per-view, I didn't feel it was in the pop proper build. And I'm feeling a little more into this this storyline, this, this, this title fight. 
AJ said it, you know, um, I get it. You're the guy. You're the guy I'm going to beat. This I, lo- I love that when he stole his catchphrase. Oh, me too. He mocked it, added his own little disclaimer on the end of it. Roman came back with, this is an extreme rules match. If I, if I want to throw you through a table, I will. If I want to hit you with a chair, I will. I can and I will beat your ass at extreme rules. Yeah. So I like the aggressiveness of Roman. Not joking around, not smiling, not no play to steal a phrase from Dana Brooke. Playtime is over Playtime when it comes is to over. Roman, when it comes to Roman oh. Reigns. <laughs> I like this incarnation of Roman Reigns. The crowd doesn't quite seem to be on board yet. I don't know if they ever will the be. The boos aren't as Yeah, they're not the same. There's, There's not a, as a lot of what chance during AJ's section of the promo, which kind of bothered me. Isn't that a guy everybody's supposed to like? Yeah. And you do the what chant to the guy? They were kind of mixed on what they wanted. Yeah, because they, they even booed AJ when he got the salad clash on Reigns. Yeah. Well, so that we'll get to. There was the match, rematch from SmackDown, Gallows and Anderson against the Usos. Surprise, the Usos went over. I did not expect that to happen. What do you, I feel like they should have allowed Gallows and Anderson to look stronger for a longer period of time. Well, usually when you do that, it's going to lead to something else down the road. I just feel like the Usos have been such a throwaway for so long, and now all of a sudden they're they're beating the the new tag team that comes in that's supposed to be so dominant. Well, they're getting revitalized because you got the the club versus the bloodline. The bloodline. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Not a fan of the bloodline? No. Just no. Sounds like a bad vampire movie. <laughs> AJ finally gets to use the chair, hits Roman, what, I believe three times with it, mm-hmm. then hits the Styles Clash on the chair, and like you said, crowd did not respond favorably to it. Why do you think the crowd did not I cheer cr- that? I think the crowd was confused. That I, I don't know why. Is well, the crowd just having a hard time following the supposed babyface against the t- supposed babyface well, angle? Yeah, because eventually you have to boo somebody. You know, Roman really might not be seen as a babyface, but... He's technically a babyface, and despite what people say, he is getting better reactions as they go. JBL had a line when in the in the, in the opening segment when he came out. He says, "J, listen, listen to the ovation for Roman Reigns. You might not like him, but people have a passion for him. That that that's which that's how people feel about Roman Reigns. Now, now the promo was excellent. It, kept, it was short and simple. Roman said, "Roman saying, look, it doesn't matter where you've been. This is the champion. This is the championship. They kept it short and simple. My problem is." Leading up to payback, Ganderson and Gallows, they kind of overshadowed the match for payback, but there's, there hasn't been any character development since then. Like, you never no. see him cutting any promos. You just see him backstage hyping up AJ a little bit. You don't ever hear him have, to have promos by themselves or do anything else except back up AJ. Same thing with Usos. They do the same thing. And then you can't have any excitement to these types of matches, with including those guys, without having... Any character character development? No, is, is it a possibility that AJ's getting some of this uh, negative feedback being associated with the crew, with the club, with the boys? It's possible, but I don't think so because the people nowadays, most people, they kind of know who the club is, like Gallows and Anderson. They, they they know they put over with it where they're from and how they're from New Japan. And then another thing I liked was AJ and Roman. They wouldn't touch, but when Gallows pushed Reigns into 
AJ. AJ lost that. He finally got that edge. He won out of one of these guys because these guys wouldn't touch each other. They were just they were just built. They would build up. They would build up intensity and frustration with each other, but they wouldn't touch. But it was a great seeing AJ finally get that intensity sign. We finally get to see a Styles clash after how of how many weeks. And now it, it gives it puts heat on AJ. It gives Roman heat against AJ. It does. I think AJ. I think we are all pretty certain that AJ is not going to win this title on Sunday. No, but I think I don't think it's going to be the end of the story either. I think we're going to see this storyline continue on at least one more pay per view. I hope it does because see if it does go one more, then I feel like AJ might need to get a win over him. Yeah. Granted, he did technically beat him twice. In the, their last match, it just the match didn't end. He lost the one that counted. So technically, he's up two to one on Roman now. But I just am not a big fan of Gallows and Anderson losing to the Usos. I know they're trying to make the Usos relevant, but you got something new, something you're trying to make important, and you're just making it <clears throat> a little bit less important than it should be. Well, like I said, usually when they do that before the pay per view, it ends up being the other way around come pay per view. So I mean, I I don't know. See, so before we move on to the next thing, AJ Styles against Roman Reigns, who wins this match? You're up, bro. Roman. Roman. I I want to say Roman's going to retain the title, but I don't think it's going to be a clean win. So you think Roman ultimately retains? I think something's going to be hanky about it, but I think Roman retains the title because, I, like I said, I I, I I could see this going to the next pay per view. I don't know how they're going to do that quite yet, but I think they're going to have a third match. I think Roman retains. I think Roman wins the match. Eric, you're in the building. You might as well make a prediction. AJ Styles or Roman Reigns? Roman's going to win. Our first ever off-camera prediction. <laughs> Here we go! <laughs> so we everybody thinks Roman comes out of Extreme Rules with the title. I'll go Roman, too. <laughs> All right. And I'll say the whole Roman-AJ thing is done after this <laughs> The other eight people behind us Guess also what? say <laughs> Guess what? You're wrong. So the, mar- have- the mark in the background off. spoken. <laughs> so our first two off-camera Roman, predictions. Roman. <laughs> well, the back. Moving on now to the women's championship. I'll go to that next because it closed raw. Now we're talking. <laughs> the contract signing, which you don't get a lot for the women in on the main roster anyway. Shane and Stephanie out in the ring. Uh, Rick comes out and introduces Charlotte himself. Shane introduces Natty. Really good heel promo, I thought, from Charlotte. Rick on fire last night. <laughs> He's feeling his home crowd. Yeah. Yeah, that place. I loved Charlotte saying, I can do anything and you will cheer me. I can say anything. I could punch your be- all of your best friends in the face and you'll still cheer for me. I'd be excited. I'd be like, you because, punch Yeah, because my last name is Flair. Obviously, it didn't go quite that way. And the added stipulation now of Charlotte forfeits her title if Rick even so much as walks down to the ring, which is what set Rick off in the first place. Did you like what we got from Ric Flair? I loved it. <laughs> I, loved, I absolutely loved the promo because... This is some. This is something small, but how many times do you actually get somebody looking over the contract? Right. You, you never get that. They usually just sign. And Rick, they like both Rick and Charlotte lost it. He's like, he's like, he's like, like, what's this? No, I'm not signing this. What's this? And then they made Charlotte have the option. You don't sign, you forfeit the title. I love that. Natty got her Brie Bella on in the first beginning of the promo, <laughs> <laughs> but. Natty got a, Charlotte got a point. She was like, she's like, I'm a flair. You're not going to hate me because I am a flair. And Natty put over saying, 
I, you beat me for your first title at NXT. I would, I'd rather be facing that woman instead of the woman you've become. You become your father. And that's what Charlotte was acting. She was acting just like her father in her hometown. How about you? Were you, were you pleased with the contract signing? Were you pleased with Rick's performance last night? I was, I was loving Rick's performance. <laughs> I love the contract signing. I mean, I, I think we're getting a little too McMahon heavy at times. But other than that, I liked I liked the whole angle. I like the way they're building the matchup. Um, for those of you who don't know, now you know. We reviewed Judgment Day 2000 earlier, <laughs> and watching some of these stipulations, like an Iron Man and a submission match, I was thinking that we have a lot of static right now, and I didn't know what to say about static, so I just said, "Yay!" No, but back to, back to the point. We haven't had a lot of these good gimmick matches, like submission match. I'll, uh, here we go. This pay-per-view, we're going to have a women's submission match and, and two of the best probably in the women's division at, at, at putting on submission moves. I think it'd be a great match. Right. I did like that they got a contract signing. It makes it a little bit more important. Act 2 fly, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Cashing in. <laughs> He's going bowling. <laughs> Take care. We'll talk to you You're soon. Right. Be careful, Act. Drive careful. Back to Canada. Shake that. <laughs> but back to the title. <laughs> Biggie out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like the contract signing. Makes it a little bit more legitimate. Puts the women kind of at a higher level. I agree with Joe. A little McMahon heavy. But we got some great Ric Flair. Took a great bump on the slap. Oh my Stephanie. god. That was amazing. This segment and the show end with Charlotte being on the wrong end of a sharpshooter and Natty hanging, holding the title up over her head. But I love how Charlotte tried to retaliate at Stephanie. You never see that yeah. that often. It was natural reaction and it made sense. And Natty just stopped, stopped in the track to hit the sharpshooter. Right. Another thing I enjoyed was as Charlotte is walking back up the ramp and Natty's holding up the belt. Not angry, not yelling, but Charlotte saying, you put that down. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't deserve you put that down right now she didn't go do anything about it she wasn't yelling at it's like how matter of factly she was telling her she had to put down the belt I think this is going to be all their matches are good so I think this is going to be another good match from the two of them before we move on to the prediction from this though we'll talk a little bit more about the women Emma and Becky were building a little bit of a program now of course Dana Brooke becomes a part of it and Emma immediately gets hurt and goes out with back surgery I'm heartbroken so am I. I think it's a shame. And I think she's starting to do some of her best work. Yeah, she was finally getting to a really good spot on the main roster. Now I guess Dana has to pick up where Emma left off. And commentary pointed that out when Dana Brooke making her entrance, how Emma got hurt at the live event on Sunday, and what does this mean for Dana Brooke? So they 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 immediately mentioned it. Yeah. So Dana Brooke, I feel like is a little bit polarizing. A lot of people can't stand her. A lot of people like me love her. One of the reasons I love her was the when she was walking through the backstage and the nobodies backstage were all laughing and she comes up and starts laughing. <laughs> the guy says, it was funny. And he starts explaining. She goes, ew, don't you talk to me. Maybe if you had, what did she say? Maybe if you had a new face, you worked out, and you wore clothes that made you look like you cared about life, you'd be the first person I'd call. And then she still says, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Goes out, wins the match. Becky now two straight losses to Dana Brooke. I, I'm assuming this is not going to be a match on the card. It hasn't been announced nah. yet. I don't know if this is going to go be ongoing. One of the things we thought was that Becky would be in need of a tag team partner. 
But I'm assuming that is not going to be needed now, which leads me to my next thing was where is Sasha? Well, my thing is it's like this injury this injury came out yesterday on Monday. Right before Raw, right before Raw, they know yeah. the severity of the injury or anything. So, like I said, I don't think Becky should be a stepping stone. I understand for her to beat Emma. I mean Dana. I mean Dana to beat Becky at least one time, but two 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 night two shows in a row, she beat her dirty on SmackDown, which is fine. But you beat her clean or yeah. clean as a whistle on Raw. So, I think Sasha is supposed to be involved in this on Raw, but but due to the Emma injury, they had to they had to redo it. Which is a shame. I just think it's it's been two. It's over a month now that she's actually done anything on Raw. You mentioned the the dirt sheet story that they're they're just saving her for a bigger storyline later. Duh. <laughs> One, of course, that's what they're doing. But two, you shouldn't be doing that. If somebody, you got to strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. And they don't do that nearly enough. Again, before the prediction. Joe Lafferty. <laughs> Actually, no. You have a question from Joe Lafferty. Uh, no. I have a question from Ronald Glacier Lloyd. <laughs> Glacier Lloyd, huh? He says, I share the same opinion as John Canton, owner and proprietor of TJRWrestling.net, regarding Raw's main event. The entire thing is about Stephanie and probably Triple H returning. They have a good world and intercontinental title feud. But the end was still about Stephanie. Why, in your mind, did this go on last? So that's the question. But before we get to the question, go ahead. I'm assuming this is specifically toward you. (laughs) Go ahead. Paint your perfect scenario. Praise Triple H. Go ahead. I think it's stupid. This AJ Reigns thing could be the start of a very, very long feud. But apparently they are more worried about other things. So, why do you believe that that went on last? Well, sometimes I'm not sure it was on TV last night. I know the Western Conference Finals was on, but I know sometimes they always they did this um, with the Charlotte and Page thing with their contract signing. They 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 usually throw their main attraction match in the middle of Raw during during around halftime ish. I know they do, do I know they do that, but also this it was about the women too. But then it also builds Shane and Stephanie storyline. So, what do you think? Why why do you feel this went on last and was very McMahon heavy? Well, I th- I think you know they had they had this planned to you know again they wanted to make sure this match that was seen beforehand and then they wanted to throw the women out there to uh, sort of build up that match, um, kind of close off the show with that which they don't do that often so I'm not I'm not a huge uh, I didn't really mind it that much you know again a lot of people might fall asleep by eleven mm-hmm. anyway I'm gonna just go with the simple scenario that obviously the McMahon story is not done. Shane and Stephanie are not going to just go on hand in hand running raw. No. You know, until we're all, you know, dead and gone. But I think the reason why it went on last, I'm starting to think that, and this is something that John Canton mentioned to me recently, that the last hour of Raw is just dropping viewers left and right. So I think they're getting into a habit of putting their main event. Mm-hmm. In, at the end of that second hour. I don't know if that's because they're saying, well, this is when the most people are watching. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they're saying, if we put it on at the turnover into the last hour, maybe more people yeah. will stick around. In a way to capture a little more viewers. So, yeah. Because if you remember maybe a month ago, I was saying Roman was buried in the middle of the show. That's why. That is why. I wasn't thinking of it yeah. in those terms at that point. 
But I do think we will see their biggest story at the end of the second hour, the beginning of the third hour. So, so I off a whole new show almost. Yes, and I do agree that they are very McMahon heavy, heavier than they need to be. But this is going to be a story. Yeah, so they integrate the story with this. They are basically the bosses. They are the authority. So they're going to be involved in maybe the not the top, the second top, important part storyline. Right. I don't really have anything specifically to add about Shane or Stephanie this week. I do think that they seem to be getting along. There's like little hints that they're starting to get on each other's nerves a little bit. I think Shane actually has been a little bit too cocky recently. There's been subtle digs. Yeah, like he's really kind of full of himself right now. Mm -hmm. You see a couple times we're out there like, yeah, that was a good idea, but my idea... Oh yeah, your idea was good. I believe we got a Stephanie chant last night. Mm -hmm. But I love how Shane tried to protect Stephanie, and Stephanie being Stephanie just slapped Rick. Yeah. that's just natural Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> She'll slap anybody. Yeah. So, women's championship match at well, Extreme f- Rules. Well, oh, first... Got something to add? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is part of the Sasha, the Sasha section of the show. Okay. This is a question from the babyface Ronald. All right. Oh, thank you, Ronald. <laughs> uh, he says, he asked, considering... Two Ronald Lloyd questions in one segment. I know. That's a, that's a record. All right. Considering we haven't seen Sasha Banks in about a month, how would you book her going forward? The first thing I would do is put her on TV. First <laughs> thing you'd do is start. put her in your bedroom. <laughs> I mean, I, hopefully that wouldn't be on Raw if that did happen, but I would put her on TV before we do anything else because you can't do anything if she's not actually on the show. And I guess that the next logical thing is whatever happens in this Extreme Rules match, have her go immediately into the next Women's Championship storyline. If they want to do it at SummerSlam, I feel like you have to start now, or if not now, in the next three or four weeks. So that's my answer. Just put her immediately in a, in a program with Charlotte starting at the Raw after Extreme Rules. I like to see her come out and start stealing the show a little more. Like a la CM Punk a couple years back when he was uh, coming out complaining about ice cream bars and all that. And just so taking, they need to have her taking what he wanted. as a renegade. Make her, make her the boss. She's out and she's, she's here. She's not getting enough time. She's going to take what she wants. I think that's perfect. We've yeah. talked about that a lot, that she hasn't gotten to be the boss on the main roster. A lot of punk a couple years ago, have her, have her be that, that, that kind of figure for the women's division. I would love that. Yeah, well, um, I remember last week I kind of booked this, <laughs> but Emma got hurt. So I'm not sure if, if Dana and Becky's going to still be a thing, but even if Sasha went against Becky, Becky has looked horrible in the last two weeks, so beating, Be- beating Becky wouldn't really mean anything for Sasha. So what I could probably see is, Maybe give Beck, Becky some more steam, and ha- or have Sasha go against Natty, or maybe Sasha interfere. Or, or in you Nat- could you could have a call up that would fill that void that uh, was left by Anna. <laughs> Who? I I don't know. Jax or <laughs> Hill. Bailey. Bailey wouldn't fit. <laughs> no. Nah, if you want to get turn get hurt, get some heel heat. You can call Jax. Ma- maybe uh maybe the Red Queen. She wouldn't get booed for that. I'm throwing names yeah. out there that would fit she in, get in a heel form mm-hmm. to make this a tag team match again. <laughs> but like, but maybe, maybe she, um, maybe she turns like since Emma got hurt, she's not. She, it may be hard for her to turn on Becky because Becky looks horrible at this point. Maybe she turns on Becky or Natty and then get Custis promo saying the boss is back and I'm coming for this title because, like I said. She has to. She has, she's been undefeated on the main roster. She hasn't been pinned on the main roster since coming up last year in July. So I don't. I think she'll get a crack at battleground. I think she loses that match, and then she'll, she'll get her so-called moment at SummerSlam. 
So we still got a little bit to wait. Yeah. <laughs> Hang in there. Yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's damn long. What's a couple more weeks? Yeah. So, women's championship match. Charlotte, Natty, submission match. Who walks out of there the winner? Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, I, I think Natty's just getting, you know, getting what she's, she's owed, some FaceTime on, on the main card. Um, ultimately, I think Charlotte's going to walk out with the title. Charlotte. I agree. Charlotte, she shows that she can stand on her own two feet, as Shane McMahon keeps putting it. I think it'll be a good match. I don't think there'll be... I don't know. I, I assume there's not going to be anything weird that happens, because I feel like that's the whole point of the stipulation. But who knows? Yeah, In it, agreement, Charlotte. Yeah, and, and speaking of, of submission match, we just review one. <laughs> on on Throwback Madness of Judgment Day 2000, Chris Jericho was, and Chris Benoit for the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> There's something that happened in that match that something I feel like should have happened, maybe an injured body, an uh, injured limb. Yeah, going into it. Somebody, yeah, going into it. So so, so, so that could be like, like a bullseye. It could be a target setup. for a person to go after. And after a while, you, you just can't take the pain anymore. Well, yeah, they don't do that anymore, though. No, they don't. <laughs> that was 16 years ago, damn they it. Don't, yeah, they don't plan ahead. <laughs> they don't plan ahead. They don't tell their stories. You know, over the long haul. So, who knows? Maybe something will happen on SmackDown. I'm assuming it's happening as we speak, or maybe it's even over already, but... (laughs) So, moving on to the Intercontinental Fatal 4-Way match. The Miz keeping Kevin Owens' Intercontinental (laughs) Championship warm. Going up against Owens, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. We had the Miz finally standing tall with his belt on SmackDown. On Raw, we had Zayn versus Cesaro saying, you know, from the the the, the foul up that happened on uh, SmackDown when he accidentally yeah, gave yeah. him a Huluva kick. Immediately, that match was nixed when a brawl erupted. I was I would have been satisfied with just hear, just those few seconds of Owens and Miz on commentary again. Shit. So first things first, KO speaking French to Not Marie. That killed me, <laughs> which was awesome. And then Owens, right before he stands up, saying, I don't care about this match, and I can't be near you. And then he said, Right before he attacked him. And before that, he was like, you're a five-time Intercontinental Champion? That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. He said, I've been That's in this company less than a year, and I've won it twice already. <laughs> you've, done, you've been doing this for 12 years. And then um, <laughs> he said, the, the, they, Cole said something about his frog splash. He said, it's called a bullfrog splash. I was like, no, it's called a six-star frog splash. The six-star frog splash was great. <laughs> I thought that was a great line in a series of great lines for Kevin Owens. I would have been satisfied just with that. Yes. Would have, but it, it, got, it, it, escalated <laughs> it got better. Further. Yeah, it got better. Somehow it got better. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Shane comes out, makes it a tag team match. Owens and Miz against Cesaro and Zayn. Stephanie comes out right after and makes it even better. Strange bedfellows. Pairing up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which the crowd loved. Awesome. And I believe all of us viewers at home loved as well. Seeing those two team up, a lot of hard tags. Oh yeah, a lot of trash talking. A lot of trash talking. I like that they were almost like they do something and look at the other guy, like trying to one up each other. But they were competing against each other from on the same team. You, you could tell that they were having so much fun yeah. in that situation because they and they had, and their chemistry is is amazing. So oh my god, it was so good. It was a good match. Both of them very entertaining. The Haluva kick seals the victory for Owens and Zayn. But I won two. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Raise Owens. I won two. <laughs> Kevin Owens hits the kick on Sammy and yes, exclaims, I won two. <laughs> he's go as he's going up the ramp, he says, I won that match. I love that every time Miz goes to the top rope now, 
Kevin Owens mocks him. <laughs> oh, you're you're such a great athlete. That's so impressive. I love that. <laughs> that he just mocks him every time he climbs to the top rope. So all he does is a, a, an axe handle smash from the top rope. It's a devastating move. Yes, I feel like Cesaro is kind of the forgotten man. Yeah, he is. In this, he was good in it too, though. I mean, he, he was great wrestling. Um, he he, he ended up actually costing the match when he came in. But the thing about this partner. is his his whole Cesaro seven thing has got has gotten stale. Like it had so much, it, it was it had so much power to he's it. He's not building on it. He's just coming out. Yeah, the, no, the, the power to it at the beginning was because he had just come back from being gone. Yeah, so yeah. Now it's all gone. It, all it wasn't the, the flame's gone. It was just oh, he's back. Yeah, but the flame the flame's gone. There's no spark to when I see Cesaro. I love Cesaro and all, but now it's like, eh, I'd rather him go back to his real Really, it's gone. It is. It is. Gone. Sorry, I, I shouldn't. You should have sing random songs when you're drinking. No, I'm good. No Heimlich needed. It was just water. He's just he's just <laughs> eager to throw his tongue down someone's he's, throat. Yeah, he's he's got a, a he's very uh, trigger happy on the Heimlich. Very Heimlich. Maneuver. Heimlich ready. Do you think there's any chance at all Cesaro walks out of this no. kind of championship? No. None? Nope. So it's not that they're throwing us off the scent at all? No. It, he's just floundering a little bit. Yeah, in, just, in the ring, he's great. Oh, he's great. He's amazing. He, in this those situation, he's just there. Those uppercuts are deadly. Yeah. I have very high hopes for this match. I think it's going to be one of the high points of Extreme Rules, especially because it's not any type of hardcore yeah, no, stipulation. It's just, just a four-way, and we have some good technical in-ring workers out there. We're obviously going to see some of the best wrestling right. of the night. Who wins Kevin Owens Intercontinental Championship in the Fatal Four Way? At Extreme. <sighs> I World? think it's Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah, I think he takes it. Same as Zayn. I really don't know. I'm going to go with Kevin Owens just on it's his Intercontinental Championship. I'd like to see him get it back. Two out of three, boy. Yeah. But I wouldn't be upset. But think about if Zane think, think about him whining oh, if Sami Zayn has it. Well, that's the only thing I can see is maybe Sami Zayn costs Kevin Owens a title to keep that feud going. But I no, think it, Kevin. I think ultimately Kevin Owens walks away with it. I would love to see Kevin Owens just pissed and frustrated that Sami Zayn now. Has that's what I'm saying. The last person he wants to have exactly. That, exactly. That's why I see it as. And this match, no doubt, is gonna be awesome because you got. Arguably, your three top workers in the company in the Miz, he's been putting on some great matches, the best matches he's had in a long time because he's been with these guys. He's been a good heel. Yeah. Very good heel. So I'm going to go with Kevin Owens, just that. That's who I want to see holding that belt again. But I would not be surprised at all if Sami Zayn wins. Mm. And I think they're the only two people that walk out of it with the title, though. Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is still in the midst of some of his best work in years. I cannot get enough of the gift of Jericho. And <laughs> drink him it telling in. It, drink, drink, drink it, it in. Drink, drink it, in. it in, man. Drink it in. <laughs> Can't get enough of that. Y2J obviously put him in the straight jacket on SmackDown. Dean obviously none too happy about it. Jericho is demanding an apology. <laughs> and his $15,000 back for his jacket that is more iconic than Andre the Giant. <laughs> I love that. Belongs in the Smithsonian. And I love that he pointed out to Renee Young, that's a museum, by the way. <laughs> Ambrose, of course, is not going to apologize. He's going to do quite the opposite. Does not seem willing to give him $15,000 either. But he did offer him a challenge at Extreme Rules, which Jericho accepted, saying he's the real lunatic. I'll show you how a lunatic acts. I'll show you what a lunatic does. Then we get the... Asylum match. <laughs> oh, dear. 
What are your thoughts on the, the first ever <clears throat> Asylum match? You mean the steel cage with the random stuff hanging up above yes. it? No. Bro, no. <laughs> bro, no. Bro. It's an as- freaking Asylum match, bro. The freaking straight jacket, bro! <laughs> and there's a leather whip up there of some sort, and a, um... There's another, uh, ficus. Oh, th- there was <laughs> nunchucks? Was it? What? Could you find them in Asylum? Mitch's nunchucks. brother was up there? I think so. How have you done some nunchucks in, in Asylum? There were nunchucks up there. I forget what else... Oh, there was a barbed wire 2x4. Yeah. I don't know. God only knows what else was up there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff up there. So does this match, is this decided by pinfall? It's, or, it's or, pinfall. It's no escape. You or or pinfall. you climb up there and you grab that stuff and you have to like... That, I'm, I'm assuming you climb and you could use those weapons. That's what I'm assuming in this match. That That's what I was wondering. I don't. I, I assume it ends with somebody in the straight jacket. Yeah, I, yeah, I assume Ambrose puts Jericho in the straight jacket. I do love the fact that, Jer- that Ambrose touched that Jericho put him in a straight jacket on SmackDown right. and it triggered something because I've been telling saying for weeks this this feud has been way too jokey it's been way too comical but this was actually serious Dean it Ambrose, got dark it got dark it got real dark well, yeah but the lights went out yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, and, yeah. and the asylum is dark it's and not, there's it's a borderline psycho Sid entrance music that yeah. playing yeah, and, and it kept playing like, yeah, it, yeah it didn't stop playing I but, thought it was at a grade school like a uh, little so will they play that music throughout the match <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. I think it's a requirement. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them, but in the asylum match, you gotta... yeah. But this this feud got it got it got more serious. It got what it needed, and the Jericho's reaction to the cage coming down and Ambrose saying all this stuff, it was it, it was gold. So I think this match, it it looks bizarre. It could be a good match. My a for effort. <laughs> well, I, I it, one it fits the character of Dean Ambrose. Yeah, but the. What was it? The street fight? I don't even remember what they called the WrestleMania match against Brock Lesnar anymore. I know hold barred street fight. Okay, I thought that fit the character of Dean Ambrose, and that clearly did not work out well. Hopefully this one works out better. I don't have super high hopes for it. Maybe this will be a big win for him. Maybe it'll be a big moment for him. Your point about Jericho's reaction, it was shades of Triple H's reaction. Cactus Jack. Yes. (laughs) In one of the greatest promos of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. Before the that was just a, a was that a street fight? I don't even. It was remember. a street fight when they were defining. It's hard. It's hard to tell what those matches are supposed to be called. When they were deciding called. what persona was going to fight. Triple yeah. H. I know you can, and I know you will. Yeah, cactus check. That's what it sort of reminds me. Time, both times were awesome when he came back in two thousand two because yeah. it made sense. Triple H saw cactus jack and it went. He referred back to that match. Right. Because he was the first person to see cactus jack in WWF. Mm-hmm. So this match, like I said, I'm not holding out high hopes. I did like that Ambrose said, when you enter this asylum, you will never, ever be the same again. He didn't do, he didn't go full Stephanie McMahon with it. No. Nah. And say again, but... He played, he, he made it his own with that crazy music playing in the background, you know, the a la 8th grade uh, horror show. He did. So two questions with this. Before we get the prediction, will this be a good match or will this just be silly? I think it'll be both. I'm 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 thinking silly. I've been fine with just being a plain cage match. It kinda is, but that stuff like I'm like I said, I'm guessing you have to climb up to get that stuff that it uses weapons. That's what I'm guessing. There's no point in it being there. It's like someone's garage exploded. <laughs> it does, does kind of <laughs> look like that. So your prediction, Dean Ambrose or Chris Jericho? Dean Ambrose puts Jericho in a straitjacket, hits him with the two by four, wins the match. Dean Ambrose puts specific, bro. Dean Ambrose <laughs> puts Jericho in the straight jacket and hit, hits him with Mitch's little brother. You know what? 
that's good uh good logic there good continuity <laughs> exactly if the match ends with a ficus over the back so <laughs> i am gonna ficus. i'm gonna also say dean ambrose no reason for chris jericho to win i don't even know how much longer he's going to be around on this but how does he win how does he win I'm going to say the match ends with Chris Jericho in a straight jacket. I do believe that Mitch's brother will be involved, though, in the finish. If not the finish, he'll be involved in some way, shape, or form throughout the course of the match. Tag team, the New Day comes out to unveil their new time machine. They want to journey back to the bygone era so that the villains never stopped talking about. They didn't go back far enough That's at first so as Kofi came out I love that. the Jamaican sensation. <laughs> I loved it, too. I, I want to stay. I thought it was great that he gave the promo in the voice, and I thought it was great that when they pulled it back, he said, I want to stay here. 2009 was my best year. <laughs> it was. I thought that was great. It was his best year till now. Uh-huh. Well, he was in the main event that seen that t- a year. Was he? See, that? That's when I was not. Yeah, he beat Randy Orton. Okay. RKO. That was his only real significant feud, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Then, then I don't know if you ever saw RK Randy getting the RKO and shout, shout out stupid at him. Have you ever seen that? I did see that. Yeah, and that, that's when he died. Yeah. After that. <laughs> so I love that. They come out with the mustaches on. The Booyos were, were now derriere squares, <laughs> which I loved. Uh, Xavier was very upset about what his smartphone had turned into. <laughs> and then the villains, of course... Come out with the beatdown. Yeah. They've been made to look very strong in recent weeks. I like the Vaude villains. I don't necessarily view them as a threat, even though they've been built that way. But I think this is going to be a fun match. Mm-hmm. Two teams with two very different styles. I'm very anxious to see the Vaude villains get a full pay per view match because obviously they didn't get to have no. one the last time. Yeah. Messed that up a little bit. So how do you? What are your thoughts on the vaude villains? We we mentioned last week that we think that they are flourishing on the main roster in a way they didn't in NXT. Yeah, they didn't get a lot of time in NXT. In, in my opinion, I I I've like I like their gimmick. I, I like it's unique to WWE. You don't have a lot of it in the storyline right now. I I, I like them in ring. I didn't know how I was going to feel about them. Um, so far so good. They they've they've impressed me actually. So I, I think this will be a good match. Also, it's. Great to see him get some heat on him too. Come out and just jump New Day. Not come out and try and exchange words or try and talk about beating by guy. They came out and rolled on him, right? Which is good for a heel. Tag yeah, their team. promo work has been very good when they've been doing promos, and they've been physically made to look like they belong in the ring with these guys, even though they've only been there for a month. Are you growing at all on the idea of New Day's New Day as baby faces or no? No. No? Has it, has it warmed up at all for you? No. Do you like what this feud has, has turned into? Do you like what they're doing with both teams? Oh, yeah, no doubt, because when I heard the Vault Villains even got called, I was like, the Vault Villains? Really? Why? It, it, they, they did nothing. They would actually tag them, but you never heard them talk or anything like that. Just go go fast forward a month later, I become a big fan of Vault Villains. They get, they've gotten way more time to talk and do things, and you would think they should that should have been happening in NXT. And they had so much character development within the month. They show so much attitude. They show a lot of they show a lot of charisma. Growl. <laughs> Sable here? No. Okay. Yeah, but they've shown a lot. They've shown a lot to me. And here my prediction: I think the Vault Villains win the tag team titles. Do you really? Yeah. Only one question. They've given them. They put so much emphasis on them. They've given them so much TV time and character development. It's for a reason. And I think they win the tag team. Titles. I think New Day keeps it. 
for now, at least. My only question would be, if they didn't knock Enzo out, would we be staring at this match still at this pay-per-view? I believe that the Vaudevillains were always going to win that tournament because I believe the plan was for the Dudleys to interfere. Yeah, cause, cause they, cause they, 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 they just they, didn't get to happen. Yeah, because they still kept that um, that Dudley thing going right now to, at this point. Yeah. I'm going to say that the New Day retains, but before we move on, we have a few more tag team tidbits to get to. Primo and Epico. Got their Dash and Dawson on. Silence. <laughs> Uh, these these guys were around. They got re- the, they, this yeah. is their third time repackaged. Well, they were the, Los Matadores, right? Yeah, yep. they were former tag team champions. But this is the third time they've, re- they've been repackaged. Well, they came around during the time when I was not watching, and anything that started and finished when I was not watching, I have no desire to see at all. At this I mean, point, they're good in ring wrestlers, but I have no idea what their gimmick's supposed to be. I mean, they're, they're, from Puerto, they're from Puerto Rico. I get that. Oh, they need, they need more of a gimmick than where they're from? That's <laughs> yeah. not enough? The Shining Stars. And the, <laughs> ring, the ring is Puerto Rico, and they're in the ring. And they got a match against actual jobbers, which they, you don't I, see. You know, I know. I was like, That's oh, NXT. You only see that, and they had jobs for American Alpha on NXT. That's NXT <laughs> world right week. there. So, so yeah, they, got, they actually got a real call-up then. Yes, they did. The Dudleys asked Shane and Stephanie for an easy match against some little guys from North Carolina. <laughs> They don't give them any little guys. They give them a guy who is seven feet tall in and big cast. Can't teach that. I, lo- I love cast calling D. You could say it. I'll give you. I know where you're going. Hey Devin. <laughs> <laughs> and he called D. Urkel. Urkel of the Square t- Circle. <laughs> Loved it. Did I do that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> he called. Uh, he called Bubba Ray, Fred Flintstone, and he made short work of Devon. Did you ever, in a million years, expect when we were at NXT Brooklyn last year, when Enzo and Cass lost the tag team titles for seemingly the hundredth time (laughs) at almost any takeover in the last six months? No, they were not um, eight man tag when we went to Brooklyn. Right, no, I just mean over the course of the last year Mm -hmm. as we've progressed. And we kept saying we wanted Enzo and Cass to come up. Did you ever see Enzo, or I mean, did you ever see Cass? Being as successful as a solo act as this, this fast, not this fast. I thought it would have been a long, a long, a long term process because, like, like we said, we said last week, he has more upside in the ring than Enzo does, and he'll be more, he'll be used more when, when the time comes because he's a piece of bigger guy. He's, he's a Vince kind of guy. Yeah, he, he can actually work. So I already knew he had more of an upside than Enzo, but due to due to Enzo's concussion, it's it's been he's been had the go out there by himself and put on these these good matches and he's he's shown he's done everything he's been out there on the mic we kept saying his cadence was always slow but he's fixed his, he's yeah. fixed his cadence his promos are solid he's been great since Enzo's been going and I said this you can go back full tape even when I was first talking to him he's probably one of the most athletic seven footers I've seen in the ring yeah not many guys that compete move, I mean, the, the Undertaker was super athletic when he first came up yeah but yeah not many guys that big that are that athletic yeah so I, I'm not that I'm surprised that he's having success because I always thought he was going to be really good and just, he had a lot of promise. It's just how quick. Yeah, quick. Yeah, because the injury mainly immediately. Yeah, because like you said last, like you said, Stone Cold says you, you're so reliant on your tag team partner. So if your tag team partner goes out, you're, you're going to be lost in the shuffle. It's like like when Jimmy, like um, when Jay Uso got hurt, Jimmy Uso was doing commentary on SmackDown until he got back. Yeah, I was worried, not worried for Cass, but I felt bad for him. Yeah, because it's like oh, you just get up there and now you're going to be on the back burner, and he's. Better off now than he was. They kept that momentum before. going with them. Yeah. 
So I'm glad they're giving him that opportunity, and it's good to see somebody get the opportunity and you know pick up the ball and run with run. it. A few more tidbits for Extreme Rules. We wait, have, wait, hold up, hold up, uh-huh. hold up. You're forgetting about the love story that's built in Twilight. The golden truth. <laughs> I, I did not want to talk about it. <laughs> but do you, do you want to? Tyler Breeze got three wins in a row. That's <laughs> he, all I'm happy about. The DACA on, on a little winning streak. With Fandango. Is it Brazango? We can't get Sasha Banks on the show. But we get a two-minute or three-minute vignette on the story that's taking place over yeah. five months. And the match. The whole story. And a back-to-back promo the after match the match. Was, the match was shorter than the whole promo. The thing is, we I mentioned earlier about striking when the iron is hot. Golden Truth I thought was funny for about four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, all right, when are you going to do this? This does not need this kind of build. Now we're about 15 weeks into it. <laughs> five months. And you get it, and then that, this happens. Well, you get it, and when you didn't even really want it, and I don't even know why the crowd was that into it. I guess it's like, okay, finally they did it. Yeah, they lose. They need to work out the kinks. Is this a long-term thing? Don't be like that. Nah. Don't be like that. <laughs> nah. Do we, does our truth the selfie stick is gone now? Yeah. The selfie branch? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a gimmick. It's something that's you know entertain, entertaining fans right now, so they're running with it until it loses momentum, which should people like. People happen. like it. People find it funny. Yeah, they do. Nah, I don't anymore. You need a little levity. U.S. title. I don't have a whole lot to say. Rusev smashes Sin Cara last night backstage and at ringside. He smashes Kalisto after the match. Who wins the U.S. title? Who holds on? Who wins this match at Extreme Rules? Ruru. Ruru is the new U.S. champion. Yeah. Bring Velvins back to it. Yeah, I'll go Rusev. I think it has to be Rusev. Sounds There's right. no reason for it not to be. There's some crazy guy throwing fingers up there. <laughs> what else going on? Corbin and Dolph Ziggler were added. No DQ pre-show. And no DQ on the pre-show. I don't have a lot to say about this either. I think no doubt Baron Corbin has to win this one. He lost to him in the last pre-show. He has to win this one. What do you think? Corbin or Ziggler? No DQ on the pre-show. No DQ? I think that's going to play in Corbin's favor. Corbin. All right. Corbin. So, that's Extreme Rules. Actually, I'll get your thoughts. What do you What do you two both feel? I mentioned my thoughts on having Extreme Rules as a pay-per-view. Do you think it's relevant anymore? Do you think they need to have an Extreme Rules pay-per-view? No, I've never, I never liked these gimmick pay-per-views because technically you become a slave to the calendar because... These whole call matches that that have that, that have been built for a long, fires have been built for. So a you're long. not just talking about extreme rules. You're talking, talking about, about all these different pay per views. Yeah, every because because you become a slave to the schedule and people know what's coming. So let's for example, let's say your few few next SummerSlam, your few goes in few goes in October. So you know you're getting a Hell in a Cell match. Why can't this stuff just be randomly dropped? Like if you got a Extreme Rules match, why can't an Extreme Rules match be randomly dropped? So so these matches could be more important than just having it labeled as a pay per view. Same thing with Elimination Chamber. I don't know if they're gonna throw it in again like they did last year, but that Elimination Chamber it could be just thrown in somewhere and it'll, it'll be way more important than just saying oh we have a Elimination Chamber pay per view. And then you don't even have, like nowadays with Extreme Rules, you don't have superstars. Nowadays, they don't have specialty weapons. Like with Mick Foley, you know you would get a two by four. You know you would get thumbtacks. You know you get everything. With Jeff Hardy, you know you get ladders. Steve Blackman, you know you get the kendo stick. Nowadays, you don't know. Nobody has a specialty weapon, so it has no it has no excitement for these kind of matches. How about you? Um, Extreme rules specifically, and then the calendar of set pay per views. <sighs> wow. Stop. 
<laughs> I don't mind Extreme Rules. I, I think it's a uh, quality pay-per-view. I do think the pay-per-views are coming up two bunch together right now, so you don't have enough time for story development. Um, they could back off a couple pay-per-views for sure. Extreme Rules has been... They've all been horrible. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, so my feeling on the calendar of pay-per-views, I think Extreme Rules is like an outdated thing because you can't really do anything all that extreme anymore. Just not going to happen. But... I don't know if WWE's planning was, well, we know what we're getting ourselves into story-wise. And almost like when you're watching a football season or a baseball season or a basketball season, you have the start of the season, and then you kind of lull into you know, mid-season. Then you get to an all-star break, and then you get the push for the playoffs. Then you have the postseason and the championship. I don't know if WWE's trying to create that for themselves, where people watching kind of know the the flow of what they're doing throughout the year but I think you're right you I think that maybe the four biggest pay-per-views like Wrestlemania is set where it is Survivor Series set where it is SummerSlam set where it is Royal Rumble set where it is and everything else should be random you know, it gives you more ability to be creative not okay well now we have to do stipulation matches this yeah. month confined to the yeah I, I the do think it so probably the whole corporate thing, they have shareholders, they're a different type of company now, it probably suits them that you know exactly what we're going to do month to month. But I think it'd be more fun and they could be more creative if outside of the big four, you can kind of do what you want as you see fit over the course of the year. Yeah. So I guess we're in agreement on that. I just was curious because I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. That whole thing that happened while I was not watching anymore. Yeah, and like I said, I hated it from the jump. It made it made no sense. TNA did that, and it's not good. I mean, we're not getting like crazy extreme rule matches. That we're getting a fatal four way, which is a good quality match you can fit in any pay per view. Asylum match, okay, throw that away. That's mm-hmm. kind because of, originally, kind of jump in there. You're getting a submission match, which again you can throw into any kind of pay per view form. Originally, when you weren't watching, extreme rules was called one night stand. Because it was picking up with East ECW. I had a lot of them in my days. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. It was yeah. It was called One Night Stand, and the whole every every match was basically Extreme Rules. So then they changed to Extreme Rules. They took away Backlash, which made no sense. I don't know why you took away Backlash because it was perfect. Because it was the backlash of WrestleMania, right. and now I'm glad they put Payback after WrestleMania this year because it ma- it makes more sense. Same, because that that actually does make sense. Yeah. to have Payback. Yeah, because the, the titles they ma- they match they match the show. So, before we get out of here, we'll talk a little bit about NXT. Not a crazy show, the return of Finn Balor. It's good to see him back on TV. It was good to see him back on TV after losing the title. He's cutting some angry promo. Cutting an angry promo says the first match we had in London could have gone either way, but I won. Uh, In Dallas, could have gone either way, but I won. Then he says the third match in Lowell. Could have gone either way, and he gets interrupted by everyone's favorite the drifter, drifter coming Elias out. Elias Samson. He is coming so out bad. He is horrible. You didn't like his music? He, oh, he's come so on, bro. Bad. He wrote a song just for Finn. Finn hit him with the Pele kick, threw the guitar out. <laughs> that, of that was great. Out of nowhere, it was great. It was great. Set up the main event for that evening. Finn obviously wins in a, a fairly one-sided match. I think Elias can work a little bit. He can work. Characters, characters is terrible. Characters terrible. Yeah, he needs he needs some more re- reformatting there. And I didn't mind it to begin with, but it just has gone nowhere. Yeah, because he had actually some development, and now it's just gone nowhere. He's just been stuck in the same spot for yeah. a month and a half. And he hasn't been even doing vignettes. Right. 
Yeah, he did those few at the beginning. Yeah. Just him singing. So, Finn Balor, good to see him back. Good to see him get a win. He, after his match, Joe comes out. Yeah. With his, his new title. Was this the first time he was on TV with the No, it was last no. week. No, no, yeah, he had a match. Last week, I already remember. Oh, that's right. Okay, I forgot about that. So he comes out with his title. He says, Finn does not deserve another title shot. He belongs in the back of the line. I worked hard for this. And I love that Finn said, the line starts and ends with me. I am the line. <laughs> and then Regal makes a match for the next, the next takeover on June 8th, which I believe it was made official that it is a cage, cage match. Yep. Not an asylum match. Not an asylum match. <laughs> a standard steel a cage difference. match. And this, I remember last week I said about protecting the demon. This is the only way you can protect, protect the demon. Because Finn Balor showed so much of an edge last week that you believe he's just going to go in there and try to kick Joe's ass. Right. So somehow, some way, Joe's going to sneak out the cage, and that's the way to protect the demon because he's not taking a pinfall loss. Yeah. I also like that he said, he. anyone who knows me, knows that I am obsessed with NXT and obsessed with being I love that too. champion. He said, now I'm possessed like a demon. So sets it up beautifully. Transitions into the... Yes. Logical, makes sense. I'm looking forward to this cage match. I think it'll be very fun, very entertaining. I think one of the things I love about Joe is that he comes across as so realistic. You and Simone Joe. <laughs> comes across as realistically vicious, dangerous... And being in a steel cage, I think. I don't think. Oh, jo- yeah. I don't think Joey Rods is pretty vicious and dangerous. You, you don't, don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> we had Bailey giving an interview, talking about you know her recent, you know losing the title. Nia Jax comes out and interrupts, says, "When I lost to you and I made my mistake, I got stronger. You got weaker when you lost your title." I'm assuming you already. You may have even said last week said they're last having week. they're having mm-hmm. a match. Yeah. And did you tell me the result of that yeah. match? I don't want to know. And is it what I think? I think so. Okay. I don't want to know. <laughs> that is on next week's show. Yeah, this week's show coming and up. She said, this Bailey said, I up. made you tap out once, I'll make you tap <laughs> yes. out again. I'll choke there, you What out. was the other match that was, uh, oh, the tag match between... Oh, uh, Aries. Uh, I love how Aries buried Blake and Murph. Me too. Backstage. <laughs> he, he said, how rude you guys interrupted me and Mr. Regal. And you don't have the nerve to bring Alexa Bliss? <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, no, she's here. Uh, because, okay, at least this is a little more bearable then. And then the face she made I at know. him. Her faces are so good. Oh, she's the best. I love Alexa Bliss. <laughs> she had a good match last night with another newcomer. Yeah. Who was it? Ellering? Another, Rachel Ellering? Yeah. Another. I find it so funny. Another legend. Yeah. I find it so funny when she does that choke thing. She's so much smaller than everybody another else. Legacy. She just doesn't look up yeah. at her. Yeah. I thought she was growing, but I was like, is that a boob? <laughs> and her fa- the boob group? And, and her face is just so, <laughs> it's it's so good. That'll be my finisher. <laughs> she was with the sparkle splash, of course. Yes. Woke up. No, it's a wrestling move. Trust me, hon. <laughs> Nakamura and Alex Riley. Do you think that's officially his last match in the company? He was released. Yeah, that's his last match. And that's how Nakamura should have been booked, squashing people. Because the last few two matches, first two matches he's had, he's a, they have him in the squash match. It looked like he got legitimately pissed in the middle of the match because Riley was kind of playing with him a little that bit. Was, that was the right on the wall. I was, yeah, you're going, A-Rod. You're going. That was the right <laughs> on the wall because he had to go and job. Austin Aries came up. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. I still have not <laughs> received my apology for stealing my Perfect 20 nickname. I told you every week on this show, I will demand an apology. There's only one perfect 20. 
in this building, and that is me, not you, Austin well, Aries. Well, the thing about that, Ron, is you're A, and he's double A. He is. He could be double A all he wants, but I am the perfect 20. I want him to retract that, and if I haven't gotten it by next Tuesday when we're, we record... We demand a retract. I'll be saying the same thing. Mr. Aries. <laughs> so, <laughs> American Alpha, with the title defense... Against the same jobbers who lost to <laughs> the Shining Stars on Raw. These guys had a stellar week, huh? Skyler and Hollis. Yeah, they do nothing but get squashed. Some independent wrestlers. I don't want to talk bad about independent <laughs> We all know what happens there, but... <laughs> the Revival comes out, says we'll get those belts back on our time. So I'm assuming that's going to be a match for the next TakeOver. Probably. Well. Nothing official yet. It was good to see him come out, too, though, and sort of challenge him. And then that American Alpha laying the belts, Tom will come on and take it. You know, it was it was, it was good kind of build yeah. towards what is going to be inevitable, another, another rematch. Eric Young had a promo saying, this is where I belong, this is where I've always wanted to be. I, I don't like to be down on guys, but to me, it doesn't look like it's where he belongs. <laughs> I'm not a huge EY guy. I never really yeah, was. Yeah, he was TNA. just always there. Like, yeah, when I was TNA, what, what, what was he, like a nerd? Oh, yeah, he was. He yeah, was. Yeah. And was, was he a nerd? Yeah, I can't remember because I, I know people always, people always just talk he, down to him. He eventually like worked his way up to, like, uh, a main card status, sort of like Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he was a world like, champion, right? Yeah, yeah for a while. Yes. Yeah, but it's it was like, Daniel Bryan S. The fans just loved him, so he uh-huh. kept getting pushed up. Okay. And up. Yeah, because that's like he didn't I, do anything. I was never really, yeah, he was never really, like, huge on him. I was never huge on him. Does he have anything coming up at the tapings or no? No. Okay, so we we don't know what they're doing with no. him, if anything. I, but I think, like I said, I think it's one of those appearance deals like James Storm had. Any word on Bobby Roode? Nope, nothing. See, Joe and I both immediately thought that he was going to call. He's going to call Bobby Roode. Yeah, who are you going to call? Bobby Roode. But you said he's calling Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep. And then that will lead Does to Nak- them eventually. Nakamura know how to use an American yeah. phone, or is that? <laughs> so Nakamura. I guess they're I guess they're using him the right way. The crowd obviously eats eats up everything he does. That was full sales first time seeing him. Yeah. And the crowd was great for that match, mm-hmm. I thought. Great King of Strong style chant going. Like you said, squashed A-Rai. Yeah, this is the first really aggression. Like, he showed a lot of aggression in this match. It's the first time I really saw that. I mean, I, I've been impressed with everything he's done in the ring so far, but I saw him really give it to A-Rai in this match. It was... Yeah, I'm looking forward to to see where they go with Nakamura going forward, because he's a guy that you can't keep out of the title picture for too long. He's already he's right up there with Finn, pretty much already. Yeah, and I mean, we'll see where it goes. I hear that this next pay per view is going to be him versus Aries, which would be an amazing match to watch. The promos of Aries will probably be great. Yeah, so the next takeover is at Full Sail, right? Mm-hmm. And then there won't be another one till takeover Brooklyn, probably. Brooklyn. Okay. So, got a lot to look forward to at NXT. Unfortunately, with NXT, most of the really good action happens on the TakeOver shows. Oh, did you see that, um, the pull-apart with Balor and Joe? Yes. Okay. Oh, no, wait, I didn't. There's a pull-apart from on a live event. I saw a headline for it, okay, and then yeah. I saw Finn holding the title. Yeah. So, what, it was just the two of them? It was a pull they had the clear locker room to bring them apart and everything. I always like that when we get one of those. Yeah, and I'm glad I do it at live events. Not a lot of those, though. No. I'm glad I do it at live events because NXT is mainly a touring brand now. They do they they do they do their, their tapings, but those are like four or five episodes at a time. But I'm glad they do it at a touring brand. I'm glad, like Joe hated the title change. 
Yes, I did. But, but, they, <laughs> but they're mainly a touring brand, so they have to make you want to come see these shows. That that titles can change on these shows. Good things are going to happen on these shows. I, I think that's good, too. If that's your main attraction, because that's what people can't wait for that show to come to yeah. the city, you might as well give them something really yeah, it's, good. It's, yeah, everywhere you go, sold out. Yeah, people can't wait to get it, so you might as well feed the beast while you have it. It's only going to grow the promotion as a brand if you're giving people a great show and they go to see it live. So that's it for NXT. Extreme Rules on Sunday. Woo! We all believe Roman Reigns will be the World Heavyweight Champion. Sorry to drop that knowledge on your bro. But <laughs> <laughs> so do you project that this will be a showstopper as a pay-per-view or no? It'll be a high slobber knocker. That's my projection. <laughs> what about you? I'm gonna go mid range slobber knocker. All right, I'm gonna go same thing. It'll be it'll be better than average. Yeah, because I have I like there's good matches. It's extreme rules is close to home, and I had no I had no reason to want to go. I'm gonna yeah. go six and a half on a scale of ten. Mid range slobber knocker. It's decent. I'm going Did straight we... jobber. Did we have any more listener questions? Was that everything? No, we have one more. We one have more. one more question. Yeah, we have one more question. One more, one more. <laughs> one. One. Uno mas. Uno mas. Yeah, we have one more question Uno from... Uno mas, por favor. Uno mas, por favor. We have one more question from PMS member Joey Lafferty. Okay. <laughs> what is his question? He says, jo- Joey Ross mentioned that wrestling's always better with staples. <laughs> so, he wants you to... Build your, build your current stable for today's today's wrestling with current WWE superstars, a main eventer guy, a mid card, a tag team, a woman's wrestler, and a mouthpiece. That is really difficult. Question. Do you want to take this one first? While I I'll think? take my first. Yeah. Um, all right. My main event guy, I'll take Finn Balor. My mid card will be Baron Corbin. My tag team will be Cesaro and Sami Zayn. My women's wrestler will be Sasha Banks, and the mic piece will be Triple H. And, Not bad. Oh, and the name. The name, too. I'll call them the next gen. The, the next, next gen? gen? Yeah. I want to... I'm trying to go with Heyman as my mouthpiece, but that would leave Brock Lesnar as my main eventer, and he does not belong in a stable. <laughs> I'll go Seth Rollins as my main event. I will go my mid-card. Trying to think of who could be considered the future. I'll go Kevin Owens as my mid-card for now as the Intercontinental Champion since he laid claim to that. My tag team, I think I would go with... That's tough. I'm trying to think if I want to take an actual tag team or... My women's wrestler obviously would be Sasha Banks. (laughs) (laughs) I think I could also take Triple H as... The mouthpiece, since he and Seth have a lot of history together. And as far as a tag team, see all the tag teams I'm thinking of are like babyface tag teams. I can see a team like The Revival being good in that, with Triple H as their mouthpiece, because that's their biggest weakness. Okay. Still ill to them, but yeah, okay, yeah. I, I get your point. <laughs> Don't have a lot of time to breathe on this, but uh, <laughs> I'll probably go AJ as my, as my main eventer. I'm going to go uh, Enzo and Cass, my tag team. Okay. I think I'd like to see those guys up. Um, what else am I missing here? My my mid-card, I'd probably go Finn Balor. Put him up there with AJ Styles. They, they teamed up in Japan a little bit. I like it. 
my female. I'm taking Charlotte. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go Paige. Uh, I should go Paige. <laughs> Retraction. Paige. How do you about that real? Oh uh, uh, yeah. I meant I meant to mention that. <laughs> forgot to bring up Del Rio. I was gonna I was gonna refer to him as Paige's boyfriend, but I forgot. Let's not do that. <laughs> and what do I got? I need a mouthpiece. 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 Why do I need an mouthpiece? I got Enzo. <laughs> Jimmy Hart. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Mouth of the South. So thank you for the questions, Ronald the yeah. Glacier Lloyd. <laughs> the uh, Ronald the Babyface Lloyd. <laughs> PMS member Joe Lafferty. Joey Lafferty. Joey Lafferty. I'm sorry. That was everything tonight for questions, yep. right? Okay. Everybody, enjoy Extreme Rules on Sunday. We will be back next week to talk about it. For Alo Aaron Lloyd, for C. Kane Joe Rodermill, I am Ron Pashery. We will talk to you next week.